the return of that emo rap Ain't no kilo stash, Augusta's son had to reload that Daddy gone, but his legacy strong, how do you figure? I too thought I'd be dead, all things considered But I'm living, thriving and growing, fighting opponents Instead I'm with it, striving to know who died for the lowest Don't you get it? The industry hopers try to control us, I ain't with it I got me a goal that's highly explosive With my wife and my baby, what I'm writing is weighty Call me Esso or Bevenberg, igniting me lately Stand where the light is, feeling lighter than lighter than maybe I'm getting grown Nothing wrong with Bible and Bailey's I open up the text Got my mind closer off the edge Goes the architect I ain't gotta go to your connect I call the God direct Him and I through the sun up What up, what up, what up, what up, what up everybody Welcome back to the Father and Wild Black Podcast I'm your host Tone Along with my co-host Art of War aka Wardell um, just out of here. war. Just out of war. Keep this straight there. <laughs> art of war. It was never. It was never art of war. There. It was just art of war. Like <laughs> like like the book. I, I let you slide the last two pods with it. I'm not doing it no more. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. Art of war. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very special guest here, Jarek the floating yogi. Um. Welcome, brother. How you doing? Blessed and highly favored, man. I'm blessed to be here, too. Excited. All right. Watch out now. Um, he is a father, entrepreneur, and founder of the UE. Um, we'll get a little uh, more into that uh, a little later on. But first, um, you know how we do it over here. Um, we are the Father and Wild Black Podcast, founded by the black men, illusioned by the narrative on black fatherhood. Um before we get started, I just wanted to shout out to all the listeners out there. If this is your first time checking this out, welcome. Um, if you gain any value from any of the information we about to drop on y'all, please, you know, like, comment, subscribe. You know, all that algorithm stuff that the social media likes out in the metaverse. <laughs> um, if you had anything you'd like to add or any cop- any topics you'd like to have covered, you can always leave it in the chat comment section as long as it's respectful we're open ears um we, we welcome and appreciate all of that type stuff um and for our seasoned listeners out there welcome back um if you're participating in our studio audience out there i'm not sure if anybody's out there but if you are we got one welcome. person a welcome uh so bang sure uh how about you? Would you like to introduce yourself? Some, you know, a little, little brief, little something, something for the people who may not know you, who you are. For those who may not know, my name is Jared. I'm the floating yogi, and uh, I've been teaching yoga for about like seven years, and met some awesome people around the way, and found ways to just connect them together so we can help each other on a a, a larger mission later. You know, moving down the road of life. Um, we got podcasts, we have broadcasts and. Uh, Broadcast services, uh, AV recordings, um, all the fun stuff, all the stuff's on the website, all that good things. But uh, it's just been a huge transformational time. I'm excited. The little baby girl got here. It's life, yo. I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, congratulations there um, on the on the little one. This is your first? First, yes. Yeah. How you okay. feeling, man? How's it going? Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's great, and it's the 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 biggest thing I've been heard that I've been told about uh, the whole parenting thing has been like uh, the lack of sleep, and that's real. That's real, but it hasn't been the biggest shift. It's really just getting resituated in a new routine, as opposed to like the mm-hmm. lack of sleep. Yes, I'm sleeping less, but I do have more time. And then I'm starting. It's only been like two weeks, but I'm starting to like get used to these two three hour like interval yeah shifts that i can sleep in and i'm finding ways to like uh be productive with that time like in between all right i'm gonna go change a diaper well you did have this one this email you wanted to do or she's up crying so why don't you get your bowls and play the bowls so then she shuts up and goes to sleep and now you have an audio recording that you can put online so it's just been like finding ways to 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 make it make it work (laughs) copy copy so um, before we get, you know, dive any any deeper into that, you know, new father conversation, um, we are at the portion of the, the, the pod, what we like to call the hot seat. 
Um, Jared, welcome, welcome to this this fraternity of fathers, <laughs> especially being a black father. Um, just, I just want you this this. I know we won't go into you, you the experience you had meeting your daughter and and all the feelings and all the anxiety you had. But can you just talk about how was your relationship with your father prior to you becoming a father? Um. Like most men in their dads, I feel, uh, except my dad was there. My parents were together, still together, going on 40 years. Uh, the difference was, uh, you know, you're a man, you, you're, you're the son, and you're out here in this world trying to show that you are like you're, that you are, you can make your dad proud or be good enough for him to like see you and be like, yeah, no, like now let's do it together. Let me show you how it's done type thing. I was in like that back and forth with them that getting that acceptance and over like the past few years we really started to bond and then the baby got here and it's just I'm snapping back to seeing this guy making little baby faces and sound it was it was good it was interesting but we had a good relationship we have a good relationship now I feel like the baby really helped to let go of the other things that we could have been holding on to and harboring, just seeing that it doesn't matter. It's not that big of a deal. There's new life. There's family. There's there's things to move forward from with. So I'll prior be. to, yeah, I get that. Prior to like you said that you know there was uneasiness and you were trying. I guess as any 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 child, they want their parents' approval and trying to meet a standard. Can you talk about how that made you feel and? And the uneasiness because it seems like I know when the when the baby come everyone's happy, but maybe the, the little growing pains between you and your father prior to you having a child. Uh, the growing pains came <clears throat> uh, to, to 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 sum it up. I say like yoga. There's not many black male yoga instructors, nor are they, nor do you see them in a position where they're in a position of power within their industry. So going to my dad, who was very successful, and with my mom, who was very successful, real estate, um, mortgages, and and that, from that world to, I'm doing yoga. It's... <laughs> you know then one's like, no, we're leveraging millions. And the other's like, breathe, peace and love. And it's like that, that shift it was a lot for them to see where I was going with it. So they had to see over these seven years that I've been doing it, how I'm building it, how I'm piecing it together. And then the baby was like, well, what else are you doing? Then the baby popped out. Okay, I guess everything was fine. Y'all don't seem like you need help with every, with anything. You have everything covered. Yeah. Yeah. You raised me well. <laughs> yeah. They want to see proof of concept. That's the, you know. They want to see that it's working. Everybody, I feel like everyone, if you have a dream, and you, you're, and especially when you're a black man and you're trying to do something outside of the box, no one understands you don't. Mm -mm. No one, no one, everyone's like probably saying, oh, that's that crazy guy doing yoga every day. No one sees what you're trying to do. And I'm being, being honest, I, I never, between, I've seen two black people around in this area that's really pushing yoga and you're one of them. And DMV, and that's and that's something that I know you get stereotyped all the time, um, and you go through it every time. And they don't understand you're still a ninja. You're still from DC. <laughs> they want to try you, <laughs> you know. So let's talk about like how when you told your when you told your um, your dad, I don't want to go the linear road. I want to go more of a tra a holistic transactional approach. Meaning, I want to. Work, work on my inside and build socially and emotionally and spiritually more so than a financial repertoire off, off the break. <clears throat> How was, uh, I had that convo with them at the time. Uh, my parents and I were doing, this was a while ago. And we've had, we started working together on in real estate. Uh, when I was like 21, I got like my first uh, house and then a condo and and uh, I was working, started working with my parents, piece stuff together like, hey, how, how can I make money off of this now that I got it? You said this was good. 
And so we started working that way. I had an apartment building. We started renovating the building, renting it out. And then I was working at UPS before I quit. So I had some infl- some money coming in and making good money. UPS pays great. They work you like a slave. UPS is underpaid slaves, but you know, they give you a little bit of decent. It ain't gonna be what you what you working for, but they gonna pay you all right. You know what I mean? So uh, I quit that and I was working solely with the, the, con- the contracting business and the management company. And then I was like, yeah, this just isn't me. I need a shift. I, I, I need a shift, something different. So then I started doing yoga a little bit uh, before and I was like, well, I can see a few ways to monetize this. I can see some ways that this can create like a different lifestyle than what I've been doing from working jobs from like band or I can combine those skills that I had and let me try it with yoga. It's a niche market. And uh, then I started uh, I did my teacher training at Yoga District and started expanding from there, teaching at different studios, and then um, leaving the studios and organizing my own events. And that's when it started to like pull my dad in a little bit. I'm like, nah, I'm going to Costa Rica to do photography <laughs> for this guy, and they're 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 like flying me out and paying. Like, what do you mean? I'm I'm doing yoga. Well, how are you doing this? Yeah, I'm recording these videos for this bar, and then we're creating like a promotion package for them. And hold on, but I'm doing yoga. But so it was like that was the shift to getting him to see how it was just giving me the toolbox that I can apply, that I, uh, a craft toolbox that I can apply to different like areas in life. And over, it took like, it really took like five years. After the fifth year, I got my mom into it, and this is how I hooked my dad. My mom has COPD, chronic obstruction of the pulmonary disease, and it was stage four. And we started doing meditation and breath work alone. Didn't change any of her prescriptions or anything, and she regressed from a stage four to a stage three from daily meditation and and, uh, breath work. So from there, uh, she started having to get less uh, injections in her spine, um, and she's just moving better then she started going to dance, line dancing classes and incorporating some of the techniques that we did in breath work into the line dance so she can keep up and get her stamina and so the lungs can strengthen so once we started once i was able to like articulate these things to them and they could feel it and experience it because i could talk all day it don't mean nothing until they feel the difference <clears throat> then my parents were like okay this, this, this is real. This isn't just the, the fluff, the breathe, stretch. Oh, don't you feel great? Like, there's some merit behind it. Oh, not shake, let it go? Yeah, breathe, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell us about considering you, you, you know, you, you're in the, the pandemic baby club. Yeah. Um, tell us yeah. about your 2020. Yo, 2020 was a whirlwind i'm teaching at different places i'm renting spaces and then they they hit me with the the covid you can't have more than like five people in a room i'm like i'm used to having 24 27 30 people in a room to make money and now you're telling me i can only have five and i still gotta rent the space out for like 150 to 200 bucks that don't even cover wait how am i how am i supposed to make some money how am i supposed to live you literally just took the the rug right under my feet and so then you know everyone started getting creative you adapted every yeah it's the flex it's the yoga you got to be flexible it's great to be flexible in the body but it's more impactful to be flexible in the mind and the energy you got to be able to go with the flow if you need to pull energy up from in a moment you got to be in a low and be able to just like all right let me get up the way i gotta be mentally you got to be able to uh, go around problems. A lot of times you always think, go through it. By going through something, we're creating a lot of dissonance and a lot of friction. Yeah. Find a way around it, above it, below it. You're just trying to get to the other side. There's always a way. <laughs> yeah. There's always a way. So, And I, I think what, you, what you're saying is, is so true because um, that 2020, man, it showed you who, who was there for you. Me and Tone always say, you wasn't shooting. You wasn't shooting with me in quarantine. So you knew who was your real day ones and who was the. I don't want to be around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
people peeled off real quick. Real quick. Real quick. And I realized that uh, from a business standpoint, going from those in-person, those in-person events, yoga at the park, uh, hiking, um, elevate, oh, was it uh, Halloween yoga getaway, these like communal events, going from hosting those to having to teach online classes and then inter- engage with people virtually. My main thing was in person. I'm, I would be biking down the street, stop and talk to people, pass out my card. I'm singing loud, got the headphones in, but that was my way of like, I'm here. <laughs> like, what's up? And then people hear me, people see that, and then they check in. They're like, oh, yo, I saw you driving down, uh, biking down 8th Street today. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I got to come to a class. Yeah, come on, I got a new spot. Da, da, da. And that would be the way to, to network. But now with the this fear and scarcity and then learning a whole new language essentially because that's like this whole digital stuff is a completely different language it's not like i can just walk sit down in front of you and just hey let's have this conversation and then just let everyone else know about it when we finish so it it has been uh a blessing in disguise so how long have you had your own uh yoga studio yoga studio i don't really have it's not necessarily a studio it's more of a a space uh it's more for podcasting and i host classes in it uh is different memberships so other other content creators who are looking for like a space to record you don't have the equipment now come on through you got a membership you how many hours a month do you want two four six eight how do you want uh, equipment rental included and in there, some of them are yoga instructors, so they'll also host classes here as well. But that provides space for the virtual offering for UE, the health and wellness membership, which has, um, which has classes from about five different instructors. So it's about like 14 classes a week you got to choose from. Wow. And it's live. You, you're going to be there right there with the person. So you could interact and actually ask questions and stuff. So... A little That's bit more interactive thing. experience. Thank you, thank you. All right. So, what are to you as a new father? What are the metrics of a of a good father? Be the um, be the discipline, and that doesn't mean like we, we always look at uh, discipline as like stern and rigidity, but more so showing the flexibility through the discipline. Um, and the guidance that's the and being that and by doing that to do that you have to be the the representation of it within yourself so uh, flexibility in the in the discipline what do you mean by that so yes yes I've learned a few things about uh, humans dare I say women uh, but humans (laughs) you're not able to necessarily (laughs) make someone do something so it has to be there thought their intention so I don't want to force them so understand like within how it comes to me is in a yoga practice there's uh there's not a right and a wrong but there's some there's something that can help benefit you and there's something that can pull you down and it's like finding your balance between it because we all have our 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 like vices and we all have our habits and things that we can work on so it's like instead of saying everything has to be exactly this way find the difference maybe it can be here and maybe it could be here too but maybe so finding a win-win yeah so finding a win-win okay yeah that's what you would do like in a business any kind of i mean especially if you're talking about familial like with your with your with your queen with your children yeah you got to find a win-win because if you want to have a a a relationship (laughs) it's it's crucial right now so because right now you're in the stage where everything's new and it's very it's very hectic right now so so what is how do you find the discipline and find the i know we talk about all off often on here with um our other co-host um d d block no d black <laughs> uh, so he's gonna kill me he's not here now but he always says talking about finding the harmony mm-hmm. not finding the balance but finding that harmony where you and your partner sometimes you especially when you're just having a baby the baby doesn't always want you. Yeah. Usually, if it, so, a lot of fathers, new fathers, they feel you can feel rejected, yeah. and then you feel like <laughs> you feel, feel the reject. Like yo, you not. And then what it is is like, I never had a baby before. 
you are the source the source of nourishment and I understand and I understand but I can't say I totally understand but I don't understand but what can I do to help just you just sit there can you give me a clue <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or just take insults at the same time. But that's yeah. neither here. However, nor however it works. Whatever, <laughs> whatever 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 I can do. But the biggest thing I think is just trying to find like you said, a win to win, but understanding it's it's temporary. Like this stressful moment it's it's gonna suck. And I tell I tell fathers this it's I tell this all the time. I said fatherhood is the easiest and the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I learned I learned how much how great I learned how how great I love my child and how hard loving my child can be at times. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's that it's that duality. But you have to understand finding that rhythm, that rhythm, getting that getting that cadence, that breathing, staying on that breath of life, is that when I have that joyful moments, I know darkness is coming and it's gonna be tough. So I embrace that now. I'm like, Wow, this is a good time. It won't be for all this the goodness won't be long, won't be forever, but I can embrace it. But I can also know when it's when it's hard and it's rough and it's tough, maybe your, you and your spouse aren't seeing eye to eye, I can understand that, hey, just like before, this dark point this dark point won't be forever. What can I learn from mm-hmm. it? I think, I think a lot of times it's, with new fathers, it's just no one tells them. All they say is it's, it's going to be, you need to, you need to provide. But no one gives that. Provide what? Provision is more than just me being able to Go drop my check off to my wife, like in fences. Mm-hmm. We're not living in fences anymore. No, no offenses in Washington, <laughs> uh, but we're not living in fences. So I was just trying to figure out those things. So, how are you? How are you settling in this new role now? You are, you're, you're not just Mr. Yogi anymore. You're not just that, but finding a, finding your identity as a, a father, but also when we just got the writing the Rittenhouse verdict, a black father. So where yeah, he you... went there. He dropped that on you. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? Because you, because literally, you had a baby. How how how, how old is your daughter now? She is what? What's the date? Eight the twenty eighth. She is eighteen days old. Wow, wow. She's a she's a she's a new she new a new baby. new still in the newborns. And 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 for me, I, how do you feel like now you're a girl dad? You have to. You become all the stuff that you've done. Let him, let him, let him say it. Let him get to it. I've I've thought about this so, so intensely because there was, I was in a uh, go-go band for about like eight years, nine years. I was in Surreal Expressions. Oh, wow. And we, we was doing, we was doing some fun stuff. We was at the CFE, the Mad Chef, the La Pearl at the time, uh, played at uh, MTV with the Beat Your Feet Kings and a few other things. But, the the band was called Surreal Expressions and we, you know, I don't know if you know about Go-Go, but majority of the bands are like three acronyms. So we didn't have a three acronym name and then we thought about it. We were like, ooh, this one's a good one. So it was Sex Band. We took the X, the S from Surreal. We put a line in the middle, the EX from Expressions and we were the Sex Band. So I got a daughter. The name was rather true to the nature so it, I, I have revamped a lot of the things that I would have said back in the day, especially through the yoga. I mean, I've done a lot of this thinking through like just the yoga practice in general. There's a whole bunch of introspection and that set a good foundation for like this whole fatherhood thing moving forward. Because now I can like look back in at the w- things that I've done to see, yeah, nah, you was wildin', yo, you was wildin', yeah, 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 yeah. You, this, this is that discipline and the balance. So we know you're not gonna go all the way from from ten to one. So maybe go from ten to eight to six to four, and find a balance around four and three. So it it, it was it, it it's 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 a lot. It's it's it was a huge shift. A lot. It was a huge shift, but it no it was no real issues. It was just like, alright, when when I make a decision Was it what you thought it'd be? <clears throat> the thing that, Yeah, that's also a no. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't the rapid fire right <laughs> Uh the he you mentioned something about like 
you know, the, the baby wanting um, the mom more. And it's like, you're there to do things. You're there to be there for her and for the child. However, you're not going to be as efficient with the child as the mom is, especially if she's breastfeeding and spending all the time with her. It's like the baby responds to you differently than it does to her. So that was like the biggest shift. And Who are you? Yeah. yeah. That's really. And what are you doing for me? <laughs> That's the other thing I was thinking. You're always here. And you do every time. But you ain't got no. You milk. ain't got no milk. I ain't seen a single nip yet. Not a single drip yet. What are we doing? Like. You ain't got no milk, bro. I don't know you. I... How that mean when you bring me back to the milk? Bring it. That's that. And that's. And but see, at the same time, it's just. Like like you said, it talked about the evolution and it's like really being introspective and that's been your practice through yoga. Now through fatherhood is another type of yoga flexibility that you got to learn. Are people, do you feel that people are respecting giving you the space to grow as a father? Do you feel safe in your home to, to make mistakes as a father? I do. I do. A lot of, um... Let's go there. Let's go there. Get into it. Yeah. yeah. I see you was holding back. Don't hold back. All right. Um, so we didn't plan to have this kid. We weren't like in a all these. We weren't in like, oh, we're in a committed relationship trying to do this. Nah, we were. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you married? Nah. Yeah, that's why I knew the heat was going to come with the Kevin Samuels comment. <laughs> so. Uh, nah, no heat. No heat. <laughs> Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh yeah, let's plan to have this child. However, we were in a situation where it was, where the, uh, we had the opportunity. She was like, Hey, I'm pregnant. I was like, well, we knew what we were doing. Okay. So how do you want to move forward? And she was like, you know, we talked about the ideas of, uh, of abortion. We talked about, and then I was like, it's whatever you want though. Whatever. She was like, well, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, whatever you want, this is I'm I'm flexible. If you need support, then I'm gonna be there for you. If you say yes, I'm gonna be there for you. And but a day passed, right? I had to drop that bomb. A day passed, and then I I woke up in the morning and I realized, you know, I didn't set the scene and explain to you how I would be there for you if you were to say yes, I want to keep this child. So let me explain at least how I see it in my mind. Doesn't mean it's gonna be exactly like that or it's gonna work out that way, but at least I wanna show effort into the decision if she wants to have the child because I chose to lay down. And she did too. Do you, do you realize since you're not married to your baby mom, statistically you're not included in the data? Absolutely. Mm. And that's, and you were, and you've been there since the last eighteen days, right? Uh we've been there. We we've been amazing friends for like like five years. It wasn't really, uh, and uh, I'm not like one of those one of those dudes who's like, oh no, I don't care, I don't want this, I'm not. Try-. I never thought about having kids, but when uh, when the opportunity presents itself with someone that I work with that we we already have been doing things together i know she's like she's in it to win it regardless if we were friends or if we were anything more then i was like all right i'm gonna be here for you let's do it i already chose clearly i didn't care enough to put a condom on or whatever we would you know to not have this opportunity happen but move forward just just to jump in there what for you tone said you you write in this in just in just this three minutes of conversation what you just stated showed the reason why the narrative of a black father is misunderstood and not evaluated properly because your your what your your story is valid and it's a it's a big segment of black fatherhood and it's and you're being present but you're not being accounted for mm-hmm. and that's and that's really what we're we're trying to show because I mean. Like what you're doing now, you're saying, actually, this is the most probably mature because you, you both y'all spoke together, made made an effort to work together. So the the idea that if you're not married, 
a, a, a household can be viable is just nonsense. Yeah, I kind of think that we're pushing for that narrative because that's a lot of the mind. That's a lot of the that's the mindset that a lot of the people that I know have. A lot of the people around my age and younger, the men and women feel the same way. They're, they're like, oh, I don't want to get married. There's a whole uh, stigma with marriage, but women are willing to have children. Men are willing to. Oh, yeah, dog. See, now we're creeping into uh, a certain individual's uh, content base. Yeah, we just <laughs> over that. Let's so, hop over that. <laughs> so, so, so what I will ask you is who, who gets to decide what makes a good father? That's one of the issues with being a father and why I feel as though we're misrepresented. Uh, it should be, Who gets to decide? It should be the father. However, how do you know? The kid can say you did a horrible job and then they can go out in the world 10 years later and realize that, no, your parents did an amazing job in raising you. You, you said yourself, like, you know, it was some distance between your parents and growing up. But in the last, as you got... As you got, you got no context, and you got nuance about being a parent or I that the being an adult, adulting. You said, "Oh wow, okay, I have these things in my toolbox. I understand real estate. I understand how to build something." And that's because, oh, part of that man over there. Even though I didn't understand everything now, but by and by, I see Weird. how complicated things are. It's not black and white. Like, it's not a yes or no. It's not a black or white. It's not. There's a lot of shades and hues of the different colors, different complexions into this thing called life. Mm -hmm. So as a new new father, a new black father, mm. what what do you think all fathers should know? Especially new fathers or expecting fathers. Oh, okay. Someone told me this and it, it stuck. Um... I might be misquoting, but I'm gonna like rejig it my own way, I guess. Um, relax. Parap paraphrase. paraphrase. Yeah, relax. Not everything is your fault. Mm. I was like, <sighs> okay. I felt like those mistakes that I do made. It felt like it gave me grace to make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. it, it felt like uh, I. I just felt the relief like I didn't have to be this perfect image because the image of a black man is so like dragged through the mud. So the second that I do one thing that doesn't align with uh, the higher self or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Then I'm just falling right back into the stereotype because it's so many puddles and pools for me to just slip into because we're apparently do everything wrong and bad. But that's just the idea. But that was the one bit. I, I think that's I think that's poignant. I think I think the idea is to relax. That means take a deep breath. That's so you. And everything is not your fault. Because even though things everything seems like the burdens on the black father to do more, to be more, to be better, to be smarter, to be richer, mm. to be fitter, to you know To be everything. To have, yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And have it like and this, so I think emotional space, emotional capacity to take on everything that everyone else has to drop on you. Just, oh, yeah, I got that. And then after you just drop that load on me, let me go over here and work on this long project that's going to take hours. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. And, that, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the thing. Life doesn't stop because you're now a father. <laughs> it now compounds. No. It doesn't stop. It comes harder. I as far as the respect, though, I do I do want to say this. Uh, I have felt a huge respect difference difference from uh, individuals, from other people. It's only been 18 days, but like day one, the way that people address me has changed. When they know that uh, I have a, a daughter now, the way that they talk to me has changed. The way they address me has mm -hmm. changed. Like the way they speak to me has changed. I love it. Positively or negatively? Positively. They, it, it seems, okay. it feels as though they give me the respect that they could have a while ago when I was doing all the things that I was doing, but then, I don't know, I ain't trying to throw nothing out there. No, because, but in some ways, when they give you that respect, because I felt it too, like, 
I'm just being doing what I'm supposed to do. So like, it's like, yeah, I have a child. I mean, roaches have babies, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and and, uh, and uh, that's a Chris Rock. That's not me. <laughs> Chris Rock. Make sure you cite your source, <laughs> sir. Yeah, APA style. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want no smoke. But I think that's something poignant. Um, I think stories like yours has to be the main focus, not not just the, you gotta see the progression of a person. And just like if someone's new to fatherhood, if I just start a job, say I just came out of school, I'm not gonna be a senior expert. I'm not gonna be at the executive level. I have to learn and grow. It takes time. I have I have to learn, take my lumps, and that's what these first four months are. You're taking your lumps. You're gonna win some. You're gonna lose some, but you live to fight another day. And I think a lot of times the fathers knew that, because no one's saying this to fathers or to young men. All they all they're saying is you gotta do what you gotta do. But as I always say on this podcast, what does that? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. And and I think what you're doing through your yoga. And then having a voice is giving somebody else the option and saying, look at me, you can go this way or, or that way and still be true to yourself. You can still be doing yoga, still be an entrepreneur and be a father. And if you don't want to be married, but you still, you can still have respect with your baby mom, still piece it up and still raise a, a beautiful, wonderful human being. And that's a narrative that needs to be said more. I strongly support those thoughts. Strongly. Copy. So what would you like to see more of from fathers, specifically black fathers? I, I'm not able to fake. Majority of the, the fathers that I know or acting fathers that I know are amazing. Like from taking care of their kids to if they're partner has any kids taking care of their kids as well like the, just the example that they're setting for them the interaction with with the children it, I, it's not from the, the fathers for me it's more so the other people the non-fathers the mothers the, the brothers the uncles or whatever showing what they're doing and showcasing what they're doing not downplaying it because that's what I get a lot of that's what I see a lot of just downplaying like oh yeah no you know he just dropping his kids off but then if it was like I don't want to go down this route because of content but if it's like another single mom that's like yeah she's doing all this by herself okay but this dude is here which one do we want to push the one that's about her because she's so strong because she's doing it by herself or this guy that that's what you want your kids to see that the, the, the dad's taking care of them the dad's there the mom's there regardless of their relationship they're working together because uh, the stigma with marriage is so interesting i i see it as a colonistic my uh the it's a colonist is it is it a stigma or is it just fear it is a colonistic concept what do you mean? Let's say your genetics is about marriage. It, let's say your genetic, marriage is a colonistic. Yeah. Let's say your genetics is about to run out. There's dominant and then there's recessive genes, right? The dominant genes will okay. overrun the recessive genes. So how else can we make sure that our recessive genes were to stay in play through time? We have to isolate it by marriage by this is the only one that you're going to be with this is the only procreation not this because we can go all right period <laughs> now um going back would black men and women get into like marriages or lifetime commitments yes they do they also had multiple relationships in in this front so it's a very different shift because our genetics isn't recessive we're going to dominate so it's not for uh, you are losing. <laughs> so it's yeah. <laughs> so it's not for for us to say like um, from a genetic. You said colonistic concept. concept. Yes, sir. What does that mean? So white people have recessive genetics, right? Recessive genes. Okay. Our black genes. What does it have to do with marriage? It, where did it come from? The whole concept of marriage came from the colony the colonies we had our own i mean there there is a there is a so, own, there there's a form of marriage that was not 
yeah. as you know so, it. So, what do you mean colonistic concept? So I'll, I'll I'll push I'll push back Please. on that because I would say no. I just want to hear what he has to how no, his description of it. Let push. I, I explained it. I, I, I said it. There's some yeah. um. So so. <laughs> I get the the idea of recessive genes because I mean pretty much um, pretty much you're talking about Mendelin genetics. Mendelin was the genetics, genesis that started with the pea plants and started genetics moving forward but easily put most most black genes from from closer to the continent, the melanin, are dominant dominant genes. So that's what you said is true but now now what you're saying from a colonistic standpoint I think population control does marriage does help fit the boxes, but the idea of wanting to be married to being a family that was against all slave rules, so it wasn't allowed. So they had to make traditions, fictive traditions. That's why fictive kinships, jumping the broom. So the idea of actually met, not we're not talking about multiple or monogamy or anything, like that, but the idea of family has always been at the root of. Afrocentric traditions, all the way from back from the Dogon, Nigeria, Igbo, Yoruba. That's always been our nation. We put our spin on a lot of Christianity, a lot of religions. But if you, when you go to a Baptist church, no, that's Africa. That's the continent. But we, it's, that's not the marriage itself. Us come together, saying, "Hey, I'm together with you. You're together for me." I'll, I'll say it. Part of it is, as Kevin Samuels would say. A economic thing because I have I, us coming together. One, we have highly higher chance of survival if we're together. Yeah. And legally, legally, if if let's say your your, your baby mother has a house and you're there and her name's on the house, she dies. You don't get that house. It goes to her mother. And and if she wants to give you that house, she it has to be creative because. The moment and you know this tone, the moment they give you that house, you gonna have to pay taxes on that probate. So they have to find a way to give it away creatively. You know yeah. that. So a lot of it is, it is, a lot of it is. But I, I think a lot of it is BS, and it's population control. But I don't think at core, I don't think marriage at this core, like I love you, we have a family together. I don't think that's colonial. I don't I either. That's actually. I, I'm okay. not saying that. I think that the nuclear family is in, is instrumental. That is the only way that we're really going to be able to pull forward. There can be different offshoots that I've seen that have been successful, yeah. mm-hmm. but the nuclear family is essential. Period. Not one. But not, not so much the nuclear. I wouldn't say the nuclear family. Like, so you have an Afrocentric way of thinking, and you have rugged individualistic way of thinking. That's a Western world. So when we talk about Afrocentric way of thinking, it's, it's I am because we are. So when it says it takes a village to raise a child, and Mama, Grandpa can be your father, Mama, Mama D can be your mother, and that's still a perception of fatherhood and motherhood. Okay. So it's more complex than just a rugged individual, one mom, one dad, because uncle, uncle can be a father. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about multi-family connections that that suffice. It's motherhood and fatherhood and rearing a child. Nuclear family, what I meant by that was uh, a man and at least a man and a woman in the household. However, it is divvied up. I'm not trying to speak on anyone's relationship, what works for them or doesn't. But that that is what I have seen to be the most instrumental. Yeah. Yeah. Copy. So um, trying to see here. Are you really trying to take it there? Because I feel like you, you're being very uh, politically correct. And I kind of want to ask you a Go question. Go for it, man. That kind of <laughs> makes you a little uncomfortable. Because I feel like... I don't want to mess up any, any networks you got going on, any business deals. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I'll word the question like this. Um, what gender roles do you feel are exclusive to men? <clears throat> the head of the house, as simple as that. The direction of the family, of the legacy, where it's going. I got you. It just cut off. I got to uh, put another. Oh, I thought we, because we were talking about too real. <laughs> 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 
And he's like, yo, cut the lights, bro. Cut the, <laughs> yo. Cut the, hit the lights. Yo, let's get them real out there. <laughs> the tech was like, I'm done. What you trying to do? No, we, mm, hold on. You said who now? Nope, nope, we're not. Hit the lights, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, let me see. This shit about back on. Yeah, there we go. Alright, uh, I need the question again. Whew. What gender roles do you feel are exclusive to men? Yeah, the head of the house. I gotta I got give you that. Okay. The, the head, the, in the direction of the family. Those, like, two tied together. Okay. Now, is that, is that a, um, a, is it like a, a captain, co-captain thing, or is it I direct you follow captain co-captain you oh. got to refer to the you know you, you i might be busy driving i might need someone to flick some switches on the other side we got to be on one accord so she know what flick what switches to flick and i might have okay. to call her to make sure i might be like hey is this really the one i need to flip and she'd be like nah you know it's the one over here thanks let's go so you consider your relationship a partnership <sighs> i am uh Yes. Careful. <laughs> uh, bring the heat. Yeah. Let's call it a partnership. It is not a. It, let's call it a partnership. Okay. So, do you think men who do not want a co captain are treating their significant others less than? Yeah. Why? Um. I don't know. It could be some insecurity thing on them. It could be maybe they don't trust their partner. Maybe it could be it could be a whole bunch of things. Because if especially if you're like an entrepreneur and your business is literally your life, giving up control of that to somebody, even something as slight as like scheduling stuff for you or responding to emails, something as little as that can be a huge a huge effort to just give up to let go of. So. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Yeah, so, you, so you said it's more of a, it's a, a partnership. And I think, um, so when you say insecurity, is that insecurity just on the, uh, the father or is that also insecurity on the partner? It could be on both. Maybe. Is it, is it shared insecurity? Maybe he's never seen her in that position before so he doesn't know if she can perform or hasn't seen her exercise some of the skills that go with that position so they don't know they're like uh, i don't know if she's able to do this so i don't want to let the lever, you know let it go or so just to play devil devil's advocate so like kind of which which you which you have talking is is kind of what you know i guess the fear or the proposed fear of most black women I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can. I, how? So, like, a lot of them have have been championed, have been systemically put to be the head of the household mm-hmm. by a lot of policy, a lot of gaslighting, um, incarceration, et cetera. We can go on and on. But if you, if you talk to any black woman, then they would say, hey, you know, I want to see him, him do well, but he's done this, he's done that, and he's not really... I don't trust him. I don't think he knows how to lead. Is it is it a, is it a fair assumption? Should she give him another chance to grow into leadership, or she should say, "Nah, I'm leaving. You gonna just if she's gonna make that if work. she's with him." Before I say that, boop, we're gonna pause that because I'm gonna come right back to it. For change to happen, the first thing we need for change to happen is the belief that change can happen. So. If she's with him, she needs to believe that he can be this man and need to speak that into that man. If she's not, she don't need to be there. That's the wrong partner. In that entrepreneurial form. Be there in what regard? In all right, where do we where do we where do we start from this this this, this tangent? <laughs> um She doesn't need to be with him. Like in a in a relationship, because when, when we say gender roles, I'm more so leaning because I I get that you're not in a marriage, so more so my question kind of question I don't want to say questions, 
it asks to kind of shed some light on how you view it as someone that's in a co-parenting relationship versus a husband and wife marriage because i would look at that as different as the mm-hmm. as a married man looking at someone who's co-parenting not to say you guys are less than or anything like that is i'm gonna just assume i'm assuming it's different because personally i feel as though a guy a, a husband if even if you would consider it co-parenting or co-piloting if i think we should go over here and you disagree who has the final say who's who's actually steering the, the ship? man that's why she's helping me flick the okay. switches and make sure I got the right ones. Make sure I got the right. Even if she doesn't latitude. agree. Even if she doesn't agree. That's one of the things, okay. regardless of your feelings, that's one of the important things. Most relationships are that I've, that I've seen and I've talked to people about. Most relationships have been formed out of loneliness. And it, they don't have a, a purpose that is more greater than their feeling like how they temporarily feel in that moment. So that's why the big blowups in the leaves happen because they don't have anything to look back and say, because afterwards we're building something and then let's say she leaves on the day on like an important build when we're supposed to do something. Then she realized she was tripping and tries to come back. And I'm like, you just ruined X hundred thousand dollars or blah, 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 because of how you felt. Like that's, that's tangible. I can kind of hold hold you to that. That you can be accountable for that, as opposed to like, uh, oh, I just don't feel good, or I'm lonely, or I'm I got to do what's best for me. Like these type of mentalities, selfish, individualistic mentalities. When you all are like working as a unit or have a goal that's bigger than just you you can better like check yourself and see when nah this isn't that big or that doesn't that doesn't matter and th- and this is where i i would and i, I and i think if and this is this is a quote and i will quote this from um you know if 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 the man paints the vision clear and i'm and i'm saying this because my my if the if the if the vision is clear then the price is easy if it's clear, if you paint it, if you paint it vivid, 4K HD, this is what we're going to do. But a lot of times, because we are, we have been in these broken, these broken places where a lot of times men are not raised to be in leadership. They're raised to to acquiesce and to be apologized for wanting to be aggressive and to take take a leadership. So if you've been raised in a when you're in a in a household with a a, um, a, per- a peripheral father that's there and that's, and that's just a yes man right mm. and then you come out there you have a tendency to always re- relent to or, to or to be a pacifist to your counterparts so I think a, a lot of it is this being able to cast your vision and say hey listen this is what we're going to do yeah. but, but know this the moment you cast your vision and you don't show that you totally believe in your vision because the moment that's the, that's who you have to convince the most, because I I believe and I'm something. If you believe in your vision, you give it a hundred percent, and I feel like the more you are securing yourself, more likely that it's not always a a a woman, a friend, a wife, a co-parent will follow you because they women are attracted to power, and that doesn't mean money. Does it mean? It means purpose. So they, they're attracted to purpose-driven men. Yeah. So if you have insecurity inside yourself, because I still have insecurity inside myself, to keep it all transparent, I'm not saying this like I got it figured out because I don't. Um, but the more we find the balance, find that the breath and the rhythm in our life as men, then we can lead our wife, lead our girlfriends, lead our children. But we're still in a deficit because, like you said, until it takes you... Until the last seven years, you were still trying to figure out where you were trying to go. You know, and that's a real tough place to be. And and me, in, in my mid-30s, feel still trying to define where I am. Because I didn't have someone show me how to discover myself. And shout out to Kyle Williams. He says this, you got to teach kids how to grow. You got to learn how to learn, how to yeah. grow as a person. Just like you, just like when you plant flowers, learning how to grow. And we're not taught as men how to grow from from self. 
because it starts with self. Mm-hmm. We wor- we worry about what everyone else wants, but we don't really think about what what about us. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm not gonna go on the. T- I've already went on. The t- I see. I see tone like wrap it up. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything like that at all. Um, so I I hear what you're saying. You know, you you got a co-pilot. She flips your switches while you steer the ship. I hear that. My question is, how do you steer the ship when there's a storm a brewing? Because when it's rocky, you know, and you got the sleep deprivation, you got all the other stuff that's going on behind the scenes, and you got to keep your hands on the wheel, how do you navigate that? Because personally, I'll speak, I'll be very, very transparent here. I struggled with this. Um, my new role when I became a father, I felt as though, like, even though I've helped raise siblings, you know, changing diapers and that kind of stuff when it came time to actually do this for my own it was different and it hit me different like you know because it's this this being is dependent on you so when the things are rocky i think about a tumultuous wave so it's like you can't be the most uh politically correct you know do you mind passing me that item that i need right now it's can you hand me that right now please yeah (laughs) You know, so I I just want to know how you plan to navigate that as a new father, not to like poke at you or anything like that. Just, you know, just to have you think about it, because I didn't have someone say, hey, you know, it's it's going to get tumultuous when you when you got that sleep deprivation going on and you're still working and, and you're still trying to be, you know, the head of the household, trying to run things. How do you plan to keep yourself sane? Simple. What do you say to that? Do you care enough about your mental space to meditate today or are you bullshitting on your greatness? Step one, meditate. That's already in my, my daily. My, I need that extra space for when I am sleep deprived, for when I am exhausted from teaching classes and then going to meetings and then I got a, a, a interview. Nah, take that moment, clear, clear the, the CPU, close all the apps, let everything go and breath work we did uh sunday sunday self-care breath work with tumblr today so breath work to help energize the body because we don't think about energy most of the time we think about i need to, to get energy i need to eat no majority of the energy that we get to move our body comes from oxygen but we're so fixated on eating and water when mm. we can go uh, 40 days jesus did without eating we can go a hundred and what 24, 72 hours without water. I don't know anyone going 172 minutes without air. Just to put things into perspective. Mm. So that that space is important for me. And the second one is my practice. I have been, this is when I mentioned like getting back in the routine of things. I used to practice six days a week, except on full moons and new moons. And... And it's about like a two hour practice, but that's been completely shot. I haven't gotten in a full practice in since like since the day before the baby was born. And I've been consistent on my practice for the past seven years. So I know something's going on. So instead of me just trying to rush to get back to some sense of normality, no, bask in it, create the new routine, what feels right for you yeah. right now. And the practice is great because it helps to relieve tension in my body. Uh, so when things would normally like, what did you just say? It feels like a, what did you just say? Just those little differences help astronomically. Uh, I, that's how I plan to deal with it. I've been having like my troubleshooting, um, troubleshooting ways how you mentioned like a, a co a co-pilot there may be this there may be a um uh like a disconnect on the the definition that we're we're using for co co-pilot uh gotcha. but co-pilot it, it's the co-pilot isn't the captain it's not that's and 
that that's important. It's one of the reasons she likes me and we were okay to go to this point. She likes how I live and lead my life. So she's like, yeah, nah, I'm with that. Let's do it. Every, since I've been with you, everything that you've mentioned has helped me to elevate my life from personal, emotional, mental to business. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. So that's why I was that's why I was saying before if they're not if y'all aren't on the same same plane then yeah. it's gonna be a little hard. Yeah. Like I had that truck. Totally get it. <laughs> yeah, totally get it. So, um, is there anything else you'd like to add, War? Before I wrap it up, I, I just think is um, for listeners out here just to recap what you um, just looking at some points that you talked about is how you had how you've grown from in, in understanding who you are and how you how father that changed you as far as finding the new routine the new normal for yourself and having to reevaluate who you are and who you want to be for your daughter becoming a girl dad and understanding how to take a moment and relax you said relax everything is not your fault and i think that's something for listeners to understand the black fathers out there relax everything is not your fault and find flexibility not so much as your body that's important too but find the flexibility in your mind to go through problem solve different ways see all the outcomes before they happen and find a good find a niche for yourself as a father as a co-parent to to thrive and give yourself the grace to grow yeah. that's what I've learned from you and I think that's a beautiful thing and the, the thing I really want to Tell all the people to remember, fathers, relax. Everything is not your fault. Times will be hard, but times will be amazing as well. So embrace the amazing and endure in the hard because the amazing is coming again. That's all. I'll throw it back to you, Tone. But brother, I definitely want to hook up with you. Let me get my big butt doing some yoga as well. Some breath practice. Hey, all my classes are virtual and some are in person and they also by donation. Been by donation for seven years as well because it ain't about money, it's about growing. You put something in, mm-hmm. your your connection, your there's so many ways that someone can be beneficial as opposed to just throwing over money. And then them coming is just gonna help to build themselves up and now you have a market of higher value individuals. Oh wow, higher value. Where does this not make yeah. sense? Come on, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So our final segment, uh, what we do is, um, who would you rather have as a father? Um, it's uh, pretty simple, rapid fire. You know, don't think too much. It's it's it's, it's not as rigorous as our previous segments. <laughs> um, so Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant? I don't even know. I couldn't even think. Got to pick one. Got to pick one. Michael. Still alive. Mike. Alright. Martin Luther King or Malcolm X? MLK, let's go. D Wade or Boosie? Woo! Yo! <laughs> Playing games. Uh let's go with D Wade. D Wade? Okay. Wiz Khalifa or Snoop? I feel like both of them would be fire, but I'm gonna go with Snoop. I'm gonna give him because of the age. He, Wiz looked up to him. Snoop. Okay, Uncle Phil or Carl Winslow? Oh. Oh. Carl. Carl oh. Winslow. Okay. That's two. That's number. That's two. two. That's two. The <laughs> baby or future? The baby. I don't debate. I, yo, y'all are <laughs> playing these games. <laughs> y'all are playing these games. <laughs> Jesse Jackson or Colin Powell? Bruh. <laughs> I mean, Jesse. Jesse. Okay. Um, Wardell, you have any shout outs? Oh, man. I just want to shout out all our partners that have been amazing with us and just the community out there um we're growing every day and it's just amazing to be out here changing the narrative so i want to shout out los hermanos the killer shout out them check out get to stepping i want to also shout out um Myo flex anwar also want to shout out tommy burns beast of the bay shrimp club also 
Am I, am I missing anybody, Tone? No, not anybody you can think of right now. But thank you guys, and shout out to the to, to the audience members. Thank you all for um, joining in live with us. And we're going to keep on changing the narrative because it's so important. Um, I want to understand this. We are more than just what the media says we are, and we are we are everything that we can be, that we believe that we can be. There's no limitations, so don't put a ceiling on your greatness. I'll throw it back to you, Tone. All right, uh, Jarek, what would you say to someone who's on the fence on either checking out our podcast or, you know, tuning in as a guest? Do it. Stop making excuses. Just do it. It ain't costing you nothing but some time that you're probably spending and wasting on something else. Do it. It's nothing but knowledge and gems here. I know this one was straight fire. Hey, let's talk about <laughs> it. Uh, so, so before we get out of here, um, like we always do, i like to shout out the audience, no matter where you're consuming this information, this content. Um, please do, you know, all the, the interaction that the algorithms love, you know, the likes, the comments, the subscribes. Let us know what you think, anything you think we should, you know, tackle, uh, you know, any, any, any topics. Um, I want to give a very special shout out to our guest, Jarek the Floating Yogi. Um, you know, we really appreciate, really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. Um, and lastly, always remember, changing the narrative, changing the narrative is not a singular event; it's a continuous journey. Please join us for the journey. And uh, Black Fathers are out here. We have a voice, and we'd like to be heard. Again, my name is Tone, aka Cyrus the Rebel One, along with my co-host here, Art of War. Um, and we be fathering. <laughs> we be fathering. So join us for the journey because we are fathering, fathering my black. My black. Until next time. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. We back. Turn to that emo rap Ain't no kilo stash Augusta's son had to reload that Daddy gone but his legacy strong How do you figure? I too thought I'd be dead All things considered But I'm living Thriving and growing Fighting opponents That I'm with it Striving to know Who died for the lowest Don't you get it? The industry hopers Try to control us I ain't with it I got me a goal That's highly explosive With my wife and my baby What I'm writing is waiting Call me S.O. or Bebenberg They nighting me lately Stand where the light is Feeling lighter than lighter And maybe I'm getting grown Nothing wrong with Bible and Baileys I open up the text Got my mind closer off the edge Got the architect I ain't gotta go to your connect I gotta go direct Him and I through the sun up uh, I say him and I are bless up Rest, uh, it's the right perspective Back when I was driving a Vectra My mind was on the setup and ease No time for the let up and breeze Young man with a vision My ammunition was let off and squeeze Talking know about it, so exotic Go to Mala, never hold a product